Welcome to Kingdom Builders, where you can learn to live on mission for God. If you want to see more people saved and increase your impact on the kingdom of God, this is the place for you. Every week, we will have guests who are actively living on mission for God, and you will hear practical advice on how you can become better at sharing Jesus with your world. for listening to uh, Kingdom Builders, where we discover how to live on mission uh, for God. Uh, Today, our topic is going to be discovering how to love your prodigal. We all got kids, and unfortunately, uh, sometimes they don't do like what we want to. And so today, I brought on a very special guest, uh, Ms. Cheryl Ramsey, to help um, talk about that. And so, uh, Ms. Cheryl, could you just kind of tell us about... uh, how everything started with your son? Well, Matthew, I want to be really honest with everybody because I, I think we have to, um, and not necessarily place blame, but you know, now that I'm older, go back and and look at what really happened. And um, you know, I could, you know, I could say, well, my son did this, he made this mistake, whatever. Yes, but you know, where the first mistake happened? The first mistake happened when I married somebody that I knew God did not want me to marry. Okay. So, I mean, that's really where it all went wrong. And, you know, and, and for my son's sake, privacy sake, and that family's sake, I'm just not going to use names, but, um, at that point in my life, um, I just really didn't even consider if that was what God wanted me to do or not. It's just what I wanted to do. It's just what I chose to do. And, um, you know, my son was a, was a product of, of that marriage. And, um, unfortunately, um, that that marriage ended and so that put a child in between two parents where you have two different households with two different sets of rules and ours were very strict and theirs were not and uh things were pretty lenient there um so i have to go back and say that's where the problem started which is where a lot of the problems today are starting is is with the family because you have broken families and you have broken children and um i you know i do believe there are accidental parents but there are no accidental children and um god loves them all uh but that that was where the problem started and so I would, I would like to just take that on myself so that I can just put that, put that out there and not, because, you know, all, all these, all these people that have all these different addiction problems, there's always something underneath that. Usually there's always, you know, another problem. So um, anyway, but um, you know, and so, so fast forward, um, you know, going back and forth, uh, it wasn't, um, it wasn't an easy thing for him you know, but between the two um, households and uh, I eventually remarried, his, his dad never remarried, but I remarried and um, it was just really difficult because we had rules, rules didn't really apply down there. He, it was very lenient and he, he liked that. And, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to use, I don't want to say things that I think about that he thought or that he did or whatever, because that's his place to say that I can only talk about, I can only talk right, about me. Right. Um, and so, you know, I know we, looking back now and that that's why I ha- where I have to come from. I know that some things were going on that I didn't realize were going on. And um, he would be at home uh, when he was about 11, 
I guess. He would be at home about an hour by himself before uh, my husband or I got home. And um, later on, years later, I find out that, you know, he's been going with a friend to his house and his dad is doing some things that he shouldn't be doing. And, you know, uh, my son got involved with that. And, um, you know, I didn't even realize that was that was going on. And so by the time he was, um, when, it, when it all came to a really big head and he left, um, he left our house, he was almost 13. Um, I, I, I kind of was like telling him, well, you can't live here because he was lying. He was stealing money. He was doing different things like that. And I said, you, you just can't stay here and, and live like this. And um, so I thought I would threaten him with going to live with his dad. Right. Well, that threat turned out to be something that he just grabbed a hold of. Um, and other things happened there too, not just him wanting to say there were other things that happened. But by the time they're 13, you know, they can make a choice of where they want to go. And um, so, you know, a lawyer's like, you know, you're, you're fighting a losing battle if he, if he doesn't want to go. So anyway um that's kind of how it started and how we got to where he went uh, to his dad's and um and left my house but if you know all through all these years if there were ever a problem which there were many problems believe me <laughs> um many problems three life of uh, two life flights for accidents and one where he was taken by ambulance to um to lsu shreveport um if he was going to make it um they always call me it was, it was always me that they called with the problems. And so right. anyway, just trying to be there. So if that answers that question, uh, that was kind of a long answer to your question. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, something that, that you pointed out was, was very important. You know, if you want kids to grow up, you know, along the right track, it helps if they have uh, consistency and rules. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. You're talking about one house, it was like strict, this is what we're going to do right. And then at this other place, he could do whatever he wanted to do, you know, and, and I mean, that was very, uh, you know, uh, good of you to admit right. that if you go all the way back to the very, 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 very beginning, you know, it was mm -hmm. like, it started with this, this relationship that wasn't, you know, two Christians together, you know, and, and, right. you know, I feel like you run into that a lot of times nowadays, because it, it is hard when you do love someone, you know, and, and they're not necessarily a strong Christian. You are a Christian, you know, like it, it's hard to say, well, that that's a that's a deal breaker. But um, like you said, it, it can cause uh, problems later on, you know, and and the consistency, right. uh, I, I think, is, is very important, because if you have a double standard, you know, like what you're talking about, uh, if they want to go do something mm -hmm. wrong, they can go over here, you know, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, so a lot of times our kids are going to do stuff, you know, wrong. I mean, it's going to happen. Right. Um, you know, I got a new baby. She'll never do nothing wrong. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I know it's coming, um, you know, and I hope uh, she never does. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not. But, you know, preacher's daughter is always the worst. I mean, so, you know, hope Avery. Look, I'm, I, I, I am yeah yeah um so I, what I, uh preacher's daughter preacher oh you're a preacher's daughter oh okay yeah uh so yeah so, yeah uh, now you understand i didn't know that now i understand oh, I yes uh so when you're talking about like your son you know and maybe you knew some things that he was doing that were not correct uh 
and you know, parents out there always are faced with a situation where they think mm-hmm. their kid is doing right and then are doing just a little bit wrong. But one day they find out they're like way off the train wreck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how, how does how we re- respond and how we react have an effect on what happens yeah. next? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, to do is to love our children. We, we want, we want the best for them. I mean, you have this sweet little baby girl there now right, and you just think right. about this beautiful future she has and she's going to love Jesus and it's all going to be great and, and wonderful. And we can't imagine you can't imagine her ever doing anything wrong, no, you know. No. <laughs> and we we all want our kids to be that way, but yes. but they're but they're not, you no, know. No, they're not. Um, I, I just I just want to be really really careful, you know, of of what I say because I I don't want to anyone to think um, I, I made a lot of mistakes, Matthew. I I want I want you to know that I made a lot of mistakes because I thought that once my son got on into dr- drugs and alcohol and everything else he was involved in, I thought I could fix him. Yeah. I thought I could love him out of it. And if there was right. anything that I could tell anybody right now is you cannot love your child out of an addiction. Yeah. You can't do it because when, when they are, when they are on that, that drug or alcohol, not having a conversation right with that person you're having a conversation is in argue and argue and argue and i just want to say so bad you just need to stop you know i have my son in every rehab that there could that there could be he has been in jail i could not tell you how many times yeah um one specific incident that one specific incident that i will always I'll always regret, but you have to forgive yourself at some time. You can't beat yourself up forever Correct. because we think we can love them out of it and think we can do what's right. And we, we think we're doing the right thing. But um, one particular time he got arrested in another town. And so um, we go down there and get him and we talk to the sheriff and all this kind of stuff. And now they can't make them um, like go to the national guard or, or say, I'll sign up for the military where they can't do that and release them and, and them have to do that. But, yeah. you know, he talked to my son and he was like, you know, if you, you know, this is a good idea. Why don't you just go, go to the national guard, finish school and, right. and, and, you know, just make some of yourself. He's like, okay, okay, okay. So on the way home, um, we stopped by the national guard armory in Western row, talked to the guy, everything was set up. He was supposed to go, and join the National Guard and get his GED, you know, finish school. And uh, it was in September of that year, whatever year that was. And my husband was hard as nails on him. I mean, he was tough. Now he's not—he's not my husband's son, but you know, he was really—he's really tough on him. So he—it was in September, and he said, "Mom, could I just please go go hunting one more time? Could I just please just go deer hunting? Because once I join, I won't be able to go, and you know, whatever." So of course. Yeah me wanted my son to be happy I said yeah that'll be fine and my husband told me he said I don't think that's a good idea I said he's just going hunting I mean it'll be fine it's just one time and he said okay I'm you you know he's yours and I'm gonna let you make the choice you know but you know we're in this together and he packed his stuff to go hunting and he never came back home so I 
I so regret that decision because we think if we if we do something that they enjoy or if we do something fun or if we do something that they like right, or if we give right. them, or if we give them money or if we give them a car or if we if we do all these things for them they're going to love us more and they're going to love us more than that drug. Well, Matthew, I feel like I'm going to start preaching. So <laughs> <laughs> if I do, you just say, "Okay, yeah. Cheryl, simmer down." But this is, and this is what I wish I could tell. Uh, I wish I could tell so many people that have children that are struggling. Because when you see yours is dead or alive, you don't know where they are. You haven't seen them in months. I mean, you have no clue. You know, but um, it's it's like um, when they first start that, and 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 this is what I I, I was told by this was actually told to me by uh, someone that's in addiction. It's like once you take that that first hit of whatever it is. You yeah. always try to get make it be better, right? And and you can never it can never be like that first time because that first time was so great. I mean, it was just like you, you right. know euphoric, and you just and you just keep on trying and trying and trying to find it. And your parents aren't your answer for that, okay? It, and and that goes to all areas of life and what not to do, right? But um, I remember um, I remember one night just. I mean, I think, I think this is kind of my turning point in, in my whole relationship with him um, because I was always telling God what he needed. I mean, now, now I, 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 I was, I was a praying mother, but I was, right. I was telling, I was, I was telling God what he needed. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and one night, I, I mean, I'm just, it's just still so clear in my mind. And I, sometimes I get real emotional, but I'm gonna try not to this time. I was kneeling beside my bed and I was just kind of doing the same prayer. I was like, he needs a place to live he, he needs food. we're listening to each other i heard don't you think i love him more than you and i know what he needs yeah and i literally lift my head up off of the floor and i'm like okay who said that you know and, I, and from that point on and that's been probably 10 years ago i have never asked god for one thing for my son i've never yeah. asked him you know, please heal him. Please, please right. take away these people. Take away. I've not asked that. I've thanked him for what he's going to do. I thank you for the future that you have planned for him. I thank you that he will, he will come out of this and he will be used to glorify you and to worship you. And, you know, right now he is in recovery. He's been and he's working now as far as I, um, he's doing good. Um, you, you don't not love them, I guess, to answer your question. You never not love your children, but you have to learn to love them differently because right. they don't, it's not that they don't love you. It's just that they love that drug more at that point in their life. And that's what so many people don't understand. And they literally go crazy over this. And I think that, I think maybe God was just tired of listening to me or either he felt so <laughs> right, sorry for right, me. Just yeah. like, okay, okay, I got him. Okay, I've got him. Even though we have been through terrible accidents. I mean, at that point, we'd only been through the first one, I guess. Um, but there's been two, had been two more since then. But um, you never stop loving them. Your heart never stops hurting. I mean, you always, you just, you know, you just grieve for what they could have been and what they could have done with their lives because he was an excellent athlete. Um, you just, you grieve for that, but you, you can't stay there. I mean, they're not, they're not staying there with you. They're going on about their life right, and doing their own right. thing. I, we, we paid for every rehab we could pay for. We paid for every, 
recovery house, you know, we could pay for it. We've done everything we could. And finally, it's just like, I've got, I've got to take a step back. I've, I've got to remove myself from this. And then another, you know, some other family members that kind of stepped in a little bit and tried to help. And then they saw how hard it really was also. But, um, you know, as of right now, you know, he's doing okay right now, but you never stop loving them, but you can't enable them. And that is where so many people fail is just enabling them. I had um, a friend of mine tell me, because she knows the situation. And uh, I made the statement. I said, I just can't stand the thought of him being hungry because there were times I knew he was on the street and had right. no money, no food, no, no place to go. And um, she said, Cheryl, I want to tell you about a friend of mine's sister that's in a nursing home right now. And she's 50 years old. And she's in a nursing home. She's just in a vegetative state. And she is there because, yes, she was on drugs. But her mother said, if I can just make sure she's not hungry, if I can just make sure she's not hungry, you know, it'll be okay. But by doing that, and I learned this with him too, by making sure that they're just not hungry enables them to just go a little bit deeper. They're, you know, they got a little right. more energy to go a little bit farther. They got, they got a little more effort to, that little more effort to, right. to keep seeking out their drugs. You know, if they're hungry, they'll start seeking out food. You know, it's, it's not our place to feed them. And that is so hard for people, especially moms, just <laughs> to say, I just have to, I have to let them go. Right. It's, it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. That is, that is a hard thing to do. I mean, but that, that's a really good point because if they're full and they got all their needs taken care of and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's like anybody, any, any, all of us, you know, when, when things aren't good and we're struggling, we, we want to do better. You know, we, we have that desire to do better. Um, so, uh, what, what are some things, maybe some practices mm-hmm. that, that you did during these difficult times to, to stay hopeful, to stay encouraged? Well, I have to say that um, that night that I was talking to you about praying yeah. was was a big turning point. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, your your faith grows the older that you get, and like I said, we've been battling this seventeen years, and and I just, um, you know, at that point, I was just like, God, you just you just have to take this. I mean, clearly, clearly. I'm not doing a good job at it. I mean, <laughs> and, and I was just like, I can't fix it. You know, I'm a nurse and I think, okay, you know, you can fix people. You can give them medicine right, or you can, right, te- you can right. teach them better nutrition or you can teach them right. whatever, you know, you can fix them whatever you want to say or churchy. I mean, that's not why I, I just turned them over to God. I said, God, you have to just take him and whatever happens, I, I have to, I have to deal with it. I, I just, I just have to live with it. And I, I immersed myself. When I say immersed myself, I mean immersed myself in his word. I, as a little, as a little girl, my grandmother, every night I slept with my grandmother because I was her favorite. So if any of my family sees this, I know y'all already know that, but um, I, I slept with my grandmother and before we would go to bed, we would memorize scripture every single night. So memorizing scripture has been something I have done all my life. But I just started memorizing scripture that was just like, 
like when you need when you needed to hit the devil hard or you know or just cry out to god those right. are the scriptures that i went for and psalm 62 2 is just like my scripture it, it's like always forever my scripture it says you are my rock my salvation my fortress and in you i will not be shaken now you know i picture myself inside this huge castle and there's just you know these flaming arrows just 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 coming at me you know whether they're about him or they're about something else it's crazy how something that doesn't even have to do with him will that the satan is trying to get you will trigger stuff about you know about your right. kid you know it just it's crazy but i can pick i can i in my mind that verse makes me picture myself inside this castle with these arrows just being shot at me but they can't get to me because he is my fortress he he is my fortress right. and i can just see myself just covered and i do get emotional about that verse I can just see myself surrounded by him, you know, and the, and the other one is um, in Philippians, you know, don't be anxious about anything. And, you know, and, and, and I kind of paraphrase my own verses, Matthew, and right, I think God right. cares that I do that. But I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be upset about anything. Okay. I'm just going to come to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him what I need. I'm going to thank him for what he's given me. And he is going to give me the peace that's going to guard my heart. And you think about, you know, I've got to guard my heart. I've got to guard my heart against the, against the hurt that's come in. I've got to guard my heart against the negativity that's come in. I've got to guard my heart against the judgment that people put on you about, well, if you would have done this or if you would have done this. Okay, I know that. Thank you. I know. Right. But God was going to give me the peace that was going to guard my heart. And I don't take that verse lightly at all. And there's so many verses that I could go over to tell you that that I just call to mind. But um, but another one is in Philippians, and it says, and and sometimes I I have I just want to stop people sometimes and say, okay, you need to think about how you're using that verse. But the verse is, now my God is able to meet all your needs. Where Paul's telling the Philippians, you know, right? Okay, but but what had the Philippians done? What had they done that Paul told them that had done everything? thing god would do i mean they had taken care of taken care of him right? right you know in the in the book of philippians okay if you go if you go back and read so i'm thinking okay i better be doing what god wants me to do if i expect god to make all my needs i i need to be doing what god's need me to do so i always thought if there would just be some man that will come alongside my son and you know some man that it, it wasn't going to be my husband and it certainly was not going to be his dad if somebody would come alongside him and just be his mentor or whatever, you know, and just help him through this. Okay. Well, that didn't involve me in any way, but what did involve me was women in recovery. So I thought, okay, why can't I be a mother to somebody's daughter that's out here struggling? So that's where I went. And for years I worked with women in recovery and I, you know, and I still do, you know, if, 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 if needed or the circumstances or I've COVID kind of messed all that up, but we're going to, you know, we're going to get, get through that so I came alongside women in recovery and I can remember clearly the first um we did um CR together and we you know we, we were in a meeting we were in a step study meeting I was the only person in there that was not there for a drug addiction the only person there was like 20 people in there and I'm like I clearly I don't belong here and this is not where I, right. I was supposed to be and so after we all kind of went around talked for just a second I I, I said y'all I'm an addict. I'm not really sure. I need to 
you're not talking those things, you know, and they were all like, no, we, we need you here. We need to hear your side. And that was a, that was a huge thing for me to go through that study with those women and to hear their side of it and, and for them to be able to hear, you know, what, what their families had been through. So I don't even know what the question was, Matthew. I'm sorry. I'm just been talking. Well, no, but, but that's a good, uh, (laughs) that, that, that's a good, uh, point. You know, I feel like, so a lot of times, uh, we we have a heart for something that comes from a heartache in our life, you know, mm-hmm. and like you and, and dealing with your son, you know, helping those women in recovery is a really great thing. But now, would you have done that if you're you have if you hadn't gone through all this with your son? Probably not, you know. And when mm-hmm. he was talking about the the fortress there, you know, I, I think it goes back to that kids are great we love them you know but uh a lot of times we get our identity wrapped up in them you know and when Mm -hmm. we wrap our identity up in in our child or anything else then that leaves uh, the enemy an open place to to hurt us you know whereas like when you're talking about you know we make the lord our fortress and let him take care of our children and these situations and and all that and and that's uh that's that's good and it's good to like you said to memorize uh scripture because you can get advice you can do all this stuff but um and that's that's the good news that that we have you know so exactly well well thank you miss cheryl for uh coming on and talking with us and sharing your story well you are so very welcome matthew at any time anytime i just hope i hope it does someone some good Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for listening to Kingdom Builders and have a great week. Goodbye.